him. Huge, huge play by Mintz. Mond out of the gun. In the pocket, ball knocked out of his hands on the pass. It rolls backwards. Commodores can pounce on that ball. I'm a competitor by nature. Andre Mintz got in there, might have gotten a hand on that ball. Pump fake by Bryant. Being chased and dropped at the 30-yard line. Andre Mintz. I was built to break the mold. The only dream that I've been chasing is my Welcome back to the Fan Cave. As always here, Monday nights from 6 to 8 o'clock right here in Denver Metro. You can hear us from the Denver Metro area all the way across the country on the Mile High Sports app. You can download us, tune us in 24-7, 365. You can even watch some live stream as we're getting that connected. Listen to the podcast all on the MHS app. Highlights right there you heard. One of Denver Broncos undrafted free agents and uh, newest Broncos, I should say, Andre Mintz. Thanks to uh, Nate Lombardo for uh, for hooking us up with this interview. Nate, I'm going to pass the baton over to you, buddy. Yeah, like I mentioned, uh, I'm, I'm more excited for this interview than ever. Uh, coming coming from a little bit earlier, I was mentioning that, you know, right now here on the Fan Cave 4 Mile High Sports, we get an inside look on some recent news. We signed Andre Mintz as an undrafted free agent. Former Vanderbilt Commodore have a lot to talk about, have some insight to get from him on what the draft process was look like. That's the most recent news. That's what's breaking right now. So, Andre, why don't we start off with this? Talk to us a little bit about the draft process, what that kind of looked like for you leading up to the draft and then the experience in the draft as a whole. Um, you know, leading up to the draft process is very uh, it's nerve-wracking. So uh, all I really did was put my head down and work. Um, I, w I trained in Miami, Florida at Bomberitos. I was able to run a four or five. So I just kind of tried to check all the boxes that I could. And um, at the end of the day, it went the way it did. Uh, I was around my family and my agent. And, um, you know, it, it was an interesting experience because, you know, it's all your life's work uh, summed up in essentially three days. And um, it, it was an interesting experience. And, and I'm thankful for it the way it did because I, I ended up in a place where I can learn from some of the best. You know what I mean? So my process was just consistently working on becoming a better player and now ended up with an opportunity to train around the best. Right. And you mentioned you're going to have the capability to train and learn from the best of the best. Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, you know, we got Justin Simmons as well as Kareem Jackson. Uh, once again, have you had the capability? I know you recently signed with the Broncos, but have you had the capability to connect with those guys just yet? Um, I actually reached out to a player personnel coach and I was able to get in contact with Bradley Chubb and just ask for, you know, advice as we came in as a rookie, you know, just to learn anything, anything that any wisdom that he had that can help my transition be as smooth as possible and I can get my foot in the door and work. So uh, that that was pretty cool to talk to him because as a redshirt freshman, uh, he played uh, he played my team, Vanderbilt University, in a bowl game and I remember watching him play and it's kind of interesting how life works, you know what I mean, and I'm able to talk to him on the phone and be future teammates with them. So I'm really happy about about that, and it's crazy how it turns out. Dre, we're speaking with Dre Mintz, uh, edge rusher from Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, one of the um, undrafted free agents signed by the Denver Broncos. Hey, uh, Dre, take me through that that day, that day three, day four, um, undrafted free agents. You do have something that other players don't have. You have a choice. Uh, what were some of the other choices that you had? What were some of the other teams? I know your pro day was was stacked with 15, 16 different NFL teams there. Uh, what were the calls your agent was getting, and, and maybe what was the final determinant to uh, to head to Denver? Um, it was it was a really hectic time because you know what I mean. I was getting phone calls in the middle of other teams calling. Uh, my agent was having the same uh, 
good problem. Uh, we were just trying to filter the phone calls. It would be one person uh, talking, and then the next thing, because you had to click over or put them on hold, it, it'd be somebody else. So it was, it was. We were working, juggling things, um, but it just made the most sense for me uh, to become a Denver Bronco. You know, take that opportunity because uh, I'm looking to play this game a long time. I'm looking to be productive. So. I wanted to be around again the best people who who's has shown that and and even looking at uh, the Broncos track record you look at people like uh, Philip Lindsay you look at uh, Shaquille Barrett uh, they have they have they give their guys an the opportunity to come in develop and produce and um, once I looked at it from that perspective uh, it was a no brainer to to go down. Hey, um, Dre, this is Ryan over here and. Uh, Looking through your record, it looks like you are an aspiring vlogger. Uh, you have seven thousand subscribers on YouTube. Looking over at your channel, you know you got a you got someone on your uh, defensive side who has his own show on Denver Broncos TV, KJAC TV. You gonna take some notes from KJAC? Uh, definitely. Um, as soon as I have you watch him, his show, him, uh, I haven't heard of it. I actually haven't heard of it. It's just new news to me. But I'm always willing to learn. You know, I'm, I'm trying to learn to be the best even as a vlogger so um i definitely somebody i hopefully could connect to and, and talk to he can give me some advice on how to make my youtube channel better man he's great at it it creates such an awesome locker room environment as well um he does it for the broncos we'd love to see kjack tv and uh, dre tv all at the same time too that'd be pretty cool <laughs> Dre, what 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 did what got you into that filmmaking editing process? Because I know you mentioned, you know, on one of those vlogs or you know v Vanderbilt Commodores TV that you know you were you were really into all the aspects of it. You were into the filmmaking, the editing, you know, all of that. You have a viral video, your teammate obviously promote proposing with over six hundred thirty thousand views on their YouTube channel. How did you kind of get into you know that filmmaking industry? Um, I just wanted to capture my moments. You know what I mean? I just wanted to be able to capture moments. Um, it started with just taking videos on my phone around my friends, taking pictures, and it kind of progressed and it, it progressed into you know creating a YouTube channel. Just to when I look back, uh, when I'm old and done playing football, uh, I'll even even just being older in general, I have a lump sum of memories, tapes, uh, vlogs that I can look back and relish on those times. So I'm just. I just look to capture the present moment and present it in a entertaining way. You know what I mean? And just, I feel like you can live through your art. You know what I mean? Whether that be art on the playing on the field, like plays you made on the field, like those live forever. So I just picked up the camera to, to live through those moments and, you know, capture what's taking place in my life on a day-to-day -day basis. Dre Mintz from uh, Vanderbilt, newest undrafted free agent signed by the Denver Broncos. I should say newest Bronco. Just you know, just say that. I mean, that's to me. How does that sound, by the way, Dre? Take yourself back about six months ago, eight months ago. You knew what your goals were. Um, I watched some of your YouTube today, and you know, you said, "Here's some of my goals." You said it earlier in the first question. I want to check boxes. I want to run a four-five-eight. I want to run. You know, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm getting these numbers at pro day. You know, talk me through a little bit about that that process and as far as meeting those goals. And then also Vandy. I mean, you, you, you played at an SEC school. This is top-level competition. And, and how did playing at that level and against teams like Florida, teams like Bama, Tennessee, uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, uh, you know, uh, the list goes on and on. How did that help you prepare, uh, you know, coming into this uh, fifth, year, fifth year that you had with Vandy? Um, you know, playing at a place like Vanderbilt, um, 
Well, fortunately, unfortunately, we weren't able to show those things on the win column. But playing playing teams like that and also having the school responsibility that all those student-athletes have, you learn a lot about yourself. You know what I mean? You learn the power of the mind, the power of taking care of yourself. And, you know, having to juggle all those things and still perform on the field is something that I learned early on how to do and I just continue to get better at it. Time management, um, being being mindful of my body, taking care of my body, you know, working working when I can get extra work, you know, just working smarter, working harder. And um, I think I just continue to take that sentiment in that fifth year, you know, and just try to play the best football that I can play despite of all the outside distractions that we were dealing with uh, as the world in general. Um, I just try to make it simple and play football, you know what I mean, and lead those guys the best way that I could. Um, and it's, it's actually pretty surreal hearing Denver Bronco next to my name. This is something that I worked my whole life for, just an opportunity, you know what I mean? And I'm I'm ready for – I'm ready to grow as a football player. I'm, I'm ready to grow, and I'm fortunate enough that it is at, at Denver, you know, with the Broncos. So I'm just looking to continue to grow and get better at my craft, and um, I'm just happy to now to be uh, financially compensated for it. So, you know, I'm just grateful, man. I feel like – I still feel like that little kid that played football at 10 years old um, just with a two-big helmet and was just trying to hit somebody. So I'm excited. Um, I'm ready, and um, I'm just looking to get better on a daily basis and contribute to winning. Yeah, hey, Dre, Dre. When do you, when do you arrive? When when is your first day to show up here in Denver? Uh, we, I look to I plan to arrive on Wednesday. Um, Wednesday coming up there. real soon. Uh, yes. Quick question for you. You well, a couple of things you mentioned, which I like. I, it sounds like you've done your homework, whether it was, you know, from an agent or some advice that you had. Not only uh, following the likes of Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, and others, but you also mentioned the undrafted players um that have come through denver and the opportunity that they give um you know this denver fan base is really big on that uh knowing that you know you you really find some gems in there so you know i know you mentioned the two chubb and miller is there somebody that you model your besides these guys uh model your game after somebody that you've uh, grew up that you know has inspired you to kind of you know give you the 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 play that you've had you know throughout your college career um, I am a student of the game, so I watch a lot of football, you know, in general. I watch a lot of edge rushers. I watch – I watch – I as I grow older and as I grew older in college, I started to watch players that fit my mold in terms of physical attributes and style of play. So um, a perfect example, I mean, oddly enough, is Shaquille Barrett. You know what I mean? We have similar measurables. We had uh, similar numbers at Pro Day. And um, we have a similar playing style. You know, he, he's a really good player. Uh, he has a, a plethora of moves, a lot of moves that I like to do in general. And he shows he has a pretty high motor. So it's kind of interesting how uh, he actually also did number, wear number 48 when he was with the Broncos. So that, that is somebody that I was watching before this process, you know, just watching, even though it wasn't to the level of playing that he was now, that he is now after having that 19 and a half sack season. That was somebody that kept my eye on. You know, I, I like to look at people that fit my mode and fit my body type because, you know, um, and now, and now Shaq's, they can a, win. Uh, Shaq's a two-time Super Bowl champ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome. You you mentioned 48. You know, your nickname's Fit First 48. We have Andre Mintz here, former Vanderbilt Commodore. Um, Andre, really appreciate you taking the time right now. We have you until about 6.45, so you know, really look forward to digging a little deeper into you know, the draft process, your career over at Vanderbilt. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about you know, the Vanderbilt Commodores baseball team, uh, if you don't mind. So a little bit about that, 
We'll get into that a little bit later, but Tony, take us out. Yeah, no, we're speaking with Dre Mintz from uh, the newest Denver Bronco. Heard a lot about uh, some of the influences as he's had. We're going to get into more about that. Going to get into more about the decisions that he had to make, not only on draft day, but maybe a good or a bad decision that made a good or a bad hair day. It's the Fan Cave here on MileHighSports.com. And when your album sales wasn't doing too good, who's the doctor that he told you to go see? Y'all better listen up closely. Are you the said that I turned by? Welcome back to the Fan Cave here Monday night, 6 to 8 o'clock. Thank you for joining us, man. Presented by also North Denver's best sports. Thank you. 3070. They'll have the Avs game on tonight. Avs and the Golden Knights. Oh, my. What a game on the ice tonight. Vegas wins. They take the division. Avs win. They got to sweep the next two, and then they take the division. So a lot on the line tonight. That was your Avs update. I am Tony Comas. <laughs> Alongside me, we got LJ Maxwell. We got uh, Nate Lombardo. Romero. Go Avs! We are on the line right now with uh, the newest Denver Bronco. On uh, I should, hey, uh, is it Andre or should I call you Dre? By the way, um, it's whatever works is fine. Either Andre or Dre is fine. Okay, I, I saw the Dre all over your, your your vlog, and I thought that was cool. And then I saw the uh, I saw the 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 uh, the hair dyeing incident there. You want to walk me through that? Are, are, are you okay with what happened or, with the results? I mean, in retrospect, because I, I got my hair back black, um, what happened was, okay, so I was training in Miami. Um, I was really enamored by, you know, the bright the bright lifestyle, living by the beach, you know. I had dyed tips already, so I had the tips of my hair dyed. And I wanted basically something like that redone, and um, I made an impulsive decision and, you know, tried to get my hair dyed at 6.30 at night. So uh, very few places were open, but the very last person I called picked up. So she said to come and arrive. And when I did arrive, she said, I didn't know you were a man. So probably that was a bad sign. I don't know what, means. I don't know what that means. But she sent me to an older lady in the back of the shop who didn't speak very much English. And um, we tried to work some things out. And that's how, that's how my hair ended up being the color that it was. Um, I knew it was a bad. I knew it was a bad choice when I called my mom and she just started laughing at me. So, but <laughs> you know, you take you know you take a deal with the bad. Make lemons, make lemonade out of lemons. So I, I ran with it. I liked it, and it was a it was a phase. You know, I know that's not my color. You know, so. Dre, when you're in Miami, we got to know the language barrier there, buddy. You got we got to clarify that. I'm from Florida, so I, I know that you have to be able to uh, be bilingual there. I love the attitude, the positive attitude there that you have out of it. And um, next time you had if, a vanilla ice moment. If I'm going to reach out, if I'm going to get that that kind of impulse impulse, I'm going to reach out to you if you don't mind via your <laughs> via your YouTube yeah. vlog and get some advice, my man. Hey, um, we we've got we've got. Three, four of us in here who've got some great questions for you. Um, Going to talk uh, a little bit back, take you back to, to Vandy. Uh, first of all, congratulations on on everything that you accomplished there, as well as uh, on the field and off the field. I know that, that the major, I think, that you chose is medicine. 
Um, you know, so congratulations on that. That's not uh, a traditionally an intercommunications uh, uh, studies uh, degree. And at Vandy, what a school to walk away with a degree in medicine from. So uh, congrats on that. But the student-athlete community there is a, I'm assuming much like every college, is a very big and, and a tight-knit group. Am I, am I correct in assuming that at Vandy? Uh, yeah, especially at Vanderbilt because it is a private university, so it's even more tight-knit because it's 6,000 students, which is not a lot compared to other schools. So, you know, everybody knows everybody, essentially. Dre, I'd be remiss to not ask you about one of your teammates this year. I mean, it was the biggest story across the entire country, Sarah Fuller the first female ever to play in D1. She was a kicker for you guys. Uh, can you kind of talk me through how that happened and and the experience of, of having someone, uh, not only a new face in the locker room, but uh, a face of a different gender? Uh, you know, COVID, you know, we all faced some, uh, uh, some crazy circumstances. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, we had some issues with our depth at kicker. And uh, we called on the SEC champion, you know, she did her best. And, you know, I appreciate everything she did and the history that she did make. It was pretty cool. I actually got her on a vlog, one of the vlogs. And I was and I was just capturing, I was capturing her reaction as she was going viral. And it was pretty cool to have her around. Um, I'm appreciative that she did because she could have, she was on our way home. Like she could have went home and enjoyed the rest of her break. But she stayed with us and uh, did the season with us. So. I mean, it was it was a cool experience. It was actually really crazy because, like, the internet was breaking while she was sitting on the bus that I was on, and we were talking about it. And I got it, I got some of her on the vlog, and it was it was just pretty cool to see and be a part of, you know. Dre, you're talking about your vlog. You're talking about relationships in the locker room. I want to dig a little deeper into those two correlating with each other. One of your videos, I mentioned it. It went absolutely viral. It was one of your teammates proposing to uh, his girlfriend. Well, now, you know, they're obviously married. Talk to me a little bit about the importance behind, you know, your guys' bond in the locker room because obviously there was, you know, six, seven guys with you during that moment. I'm sure it was a special moment for him in particular. But dig a little deeper into your guys' bond as a whole and the importance behind that, you know, throughout the mental, you know, toughest times on the mental side of things and even, you know, on the field as well. I mean, you know, football is a team sport. And, you know, those some of the best teams, some of the best circumstances are teams that have guys that would literally do anything for the next person next to them outside of off the field. You know what I mean? I think at Vanderbilt, that's something we really cultivated. Uh, the crazy thing is all those guys in those videos are all different classifications. So it's not like some some of them, are they all, we all came in together. This is like a sophomore, junior, uh, a, a senior. You know, we're we're just – we are just one, you know what I mean? At Vanderbilt, especially playing football there, you know, just you get closer to guys because not so, not too many people in that league or even in, on that campus go through the same things that we go through. And, you know, um, it was beautiful to show that, uh, that, that congruency on, on camera, you know what I mean? Especially at a time, it, and, it, and it proves, it also proves the strength of that relationship because that wasn't really, that wasn't football oriented, you know, that didn't have anything to do. Nobody was at the facility at that time, you know, it was just us. We we understood what he was going to do. We knew what he was going to do. And, you know, we were there to support him every step of the way. And that, that kind of goes back to just the strength of relationships. Like, these are lifelong relationships and uh, friendships that I made at Vanderbilt. And I'm so appreciative of it. Absolutely. You mentioned the camaraderie. You know, you mentioned how Vanderbilt as a whole is all 
one, the student athlete side of things, both you and uh, you, both you and Tony mentioned it. I want to dig a little deeper into that because Vanderbilt baseball, I'm, as I'm sure you know, you know, during your time there, a top team in the nation. Talk to me a little bit about that, and you know your relationship with you know those guys outside of the sport of football as well. Did you ever have the have the chance to go up to the Vanderbilt Commodores team to watch that incredible team with you know guys like Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter, you know, leading that team? Uh, there actually when I went, I actually went back um, about two weeks ago and watched him play Mississippi State. Um, uh, yeah, it's just that is an amazing program. That's been an amazing program when I got there. It's been an amazing program long before I got there. So it, it's cool to watch those guys because the, the field is right across the street from our facility that we go to on a daily basis. So you know, any chance we we say doors support doors. So any chance that we can go at a home game and you know support those guys. It's it's beautiful to see because these are these are pro level players that we're watching on a on a weekly basis. You know what I mean? These are pro level players that you see in the cast where you have class with. So it's just cool and ultimately are friends with. So it, it is really cool to see those guys play and the energy and the professionalism that they do have in that program is is admirable. Um, I was really excited to watch them beat Mississippi State, uh, the, especially the third game because it didn't look it didn't look too good yeah. in the beginning and it was hot out there. It was, you know, but there's a section and, and on the at a, we have our home games where all the football players sit. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys. I hope you guys seen some of it and they dance and we we chant and stuff like that. <laughs> and it was pretty cool to just be a part of that still, even though I'm on my way out. But yeah, you know something that we really believe in is doors support doors. So you can catch many of us at a baseball game, a soccer game, lacrosse game. It's just you know supporting each other. You know that, that's really cool, Dre. Um, we'll circle back a little bit to your draft preparation. You're arriving here in Denver on Wednesday. What have you been doing up to this point to prepare for that? I mean, this is a new step for you. Uh, seems like you're well, well-versed in what's going on at Vandy, not only with your teammates, um, the support of your teammates, what's going on in the locker room and in the community as well, uh, to the baseball team. What have you been doing for this new venture for you coming here on Wednesday? Um, I just stayed training where I did draft prep at Bomberitos in Miami. Um, now, instead of draft prep, is just training with the pro group. And you, you know, I'm around some really prominent defensive players, offensive players. This is around some some vets that you know bless me with wisdom when they do. But we start off the day doing speed work, um, which is about an hour and a half. Then we go, we transition into the weight room, uh, upper or lower, you know, depending on the day. And then I'm on back on the field every day, working position work with uh, my position coach Nathan O'Neill. And, you know, just grind. You know, it's a job now. It's a job now, so that's how I treat it. That's how I've been treating it. Um, every single day, that's my routine. Get there about 8.30, leave there about 2. Every single day because, you know, my body is my job. It's my livelihood at the current moment. And um, I've been working. You know, I I haven't been slapped. I've been working. Like, I've been working. And it's so hot in Florida. Like, my cleats are to the point of melting. Like, it's so hot. So, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's going to be a completely different environment out here in Denver. You're talking about going from the the heat and the humidity of Tennessee or or where you're working out now in Florida to the no humidity and the elevation of Denver. What uh, what have you, you, you have you thought about that as far as from a training standpoint out here? And, and you're missing I, the snow. <laughs> you're missing as close to snow I, tomorrow, just so you know. Tomorrow. So you'll I'm, get here right I'm after looking. it leaves. I was looking at the weather app, and I haven't been cold in four months. So it'll be an interesting <laughs> transition. I'm going to wear a hoodie on the plane. They're going to think I'm crazy, but when I get when I get to Denver, it all makes sense. 
You'd be fine with a hoodie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, out here, we, we'll wear flip-flops if it's snowing because we know, we know it melts the next day. So I think you'll be all right. That is crazy. I was looking at that earlier today, and I was like, wow, it's snowing tomorrow. That is wow. <laughs> Dre, I want to wrap up uh, asking one more question um, in regards to speed. You mentioned how you're really focusing on speed on a day-to-day basis while you're down there training uh, before you, you, you get your foot door in the NFL uh, scenery. You mentioned one of your goals on your YouTube channel, 4.5840 goal. You broke that with a 4.56, I believe, and your 10-yard split was like no others. You had, you know what? you know, a lot of wide receivers get as far as your 10 yard split goes. Talk to me a little bit about speed and the importance in, you know, how much you prioritize and, you know, honor your speed in your game. Um, my speed is, it was, it was always there, but, um, fortunately enough, going back training in Bomberitos is something that he did notice. And we just look to cultivate that work on it. And I had a goal, uh, that goal when I first okay saying that goal when I first got there would have been considered far fetched you know what I mean in terms of uh, you know just where I was at how how my mechanics was looking but you know just following that process and working and working at it and working at it and working at it over this course of those months I was able to I was able to exceed that you know what I mean at, at first it was a four six and then I was like I'm gonna run a four five you know I prayed prayed God worked at it continued to go. And um, especially with all the things that I've been through on my body, um, it was it was amazing. It, it was crazy. It, it was a crazy feeling because I knew I ran it, and uh, just have it take just have it take place. You know what I mean? I'm I had uh, tore my ACL three times, and just to have the ability to play football and you know run that fast on the forty, uh, I'm just thankful for God and all the people around me to help me work and craft my speed. And that goes directly into get off. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the most important things playing outside linebackers, get off. So I just, I'm just continuing to harp on it, continuing to craft it and, you know, implement it in my game, especially on this next level. We've got a lot of talk today about uh, some new numbers being worn by the Denver Broncos players. Have you thought about uh, what number you are going to be looking to earn on the roster right now? I'm looking at the at the roster and 48. There might be some negotiating that has to be done with that one. But uh, have you put any thought into the into your Broncos number, or just gonna hey, give me what you got and I'm gonna earn what I get? Um, give me what you got and I'm gonna earn what I get. You know, all I ask for is the opportunity to get my foot in the door, and I have it. You know what I mean? So. I don't care what number it is. Uh, hopefully, when I do earn a great number, I can negotiate to get that 48. You know, it, it'll work. Branding, you know what I mean? Let's just, you know, let's help each other. You know what I'm I mean? But whatever they give me, whatever they give me, I'll be wearing and flashing and showing my ability in it. Well, you, you definitely look faster in 48. So, and, and it kind of gives you a little bit of goal. That 4.58, you got two out of the three numbers there. Dre, <laughs> it, Dre Mintz, thank you much for joining us here. Um, the Denver audience is, has learned a lot about you from your training regimen, from Vanderbilt, from uh, you know good and bad uh, hair uh, requests and things like that. Your time in Miami and now a new chapter and that's the time in Denver. And we're looking forward to seeing what the next chapters that you write are going to be. Thank you, Dre. We appreciate it. Thank you, Dre. Thank Thanks, you. Dre. Have a good one. All right. You too. Take care, my man. Broncos undrafted free agent Dre Mintz from straight from he's still in Miami, I think, but uh, a Vanderbilt edge rusher. Got a guy who's got a lot of upside. You talk about ceilings and floors and Dre Mintz is a guy who you know, at Vandy, the opportunity 
sometimes maybe was a little bit limited. This is a guy who really, I think, excelled when it came to taking advantage of his opportunities his senior year and then his fifth year senior year. So, and then obviously has the size, 6'3", 245. This yeah. is a guy who I like Outside the re- linebacker. I like what he said when he was when he brought up Shaq Barrett. Another one for the podcast, another one for the pod for you guys to listen in if you missed any of any parts of that interview. It was a great interview with Dre Mintz. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to talk some nuggets and we're going to talk some Rockies. We'll be coming back in just a few. It's the Fan Cave here on Mile High Sports.com. Yeah.